2: Uh, where to begin? Marvel, the Venom, Rednecks, Ghost Rider? No, kind of, <laughs> a little bit, not actually like a oh, Ghost. Co- ri- oh, co- co- Cosmic Ghost Rider? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sure, sure. You're cosmic sure? Yeah, Ghost yeah, yeah, yeah. Rider. I guess I'm just really wanting to angle in that, like, uh, (laughs) that you're doing Venom, and like I was a kid of the '90s that loved reading Venom, Spawn, and Ghost Rider (laughs) Uh a lot. Yeah, totally. I was kind of excited to talk to you about that, ladies and gentlemen. Donnie Cates. Uh, fantastic comic book writer, uh, a- amazing. Um, what is your p- specific
3: title? Because I'm a shithead. What is it? Well, I'm a, I'm an exclu- I'm I'm an, I'm an exclusive writer at Marvel Comics. Um, okay. Um, there's about you know Marvel hires you know you know anywhere from fifty to however many like eighty writers. There's twelve of us who are the Illuminati, uh, if you will, <laughs> uh, who are exclusive guys. We're the guys who get into the summits and the rooms and decide yeah. how to ruin all your favorite characters. I also, um, even though I am an exclusive writer at Marvel, I, I have I have you know built in things into my contract. I, I still also do image books. Yeah. Um, so currently, I write uh, Thor uh, and Venom and a big huge secret thing I can't tell you about. In the past, I've written Thanos and Guardians of the Galaxy and Silver Surfer. And uh, God, what else have I written? What Doctor Strange. Strange? I wrote Doctor Strange. My <laughs> a wife lot of helping do- yeah, my a lot my of wife Doctor Strange. Really, really cool Doctor Strange stuff. Uh, thank you. Uh, I've written uh, Redneck um, at 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 Skybound, which is Image, which is uh, Robert Kirkman's company. Over at uh, Image proper, I've done God Country and a book called A Tomahawk and at Dark Horse. I've done Ghost Fleet, Paybacks, Buzzkill. I've written a little bit of IDW. I just got done, I just got done, um, <laughs> r- I just got done writing the screenplay for the God Country movie.
2: All, and it's all, like, the last three years or something? Like, yeah, what is happening? Yeah, ac-
3: actually, sincerely, yeah, yeah, um... And then I have about four new books, uh, some creator-owned, some Marvel books that'll be coming out, uh, being announced over the next summer or so. So fantastic! So I want—I really want to get
2: into your career proper and talk about, of course, you know, our, our podcast, Wizard the Bruiser. I feel like what I like to tell people is that besides just you know finding, like taking a look at fandoms, like things like Battlestar Galactica or whatever nerdy right. thing. And understanding, you know, what got that fandom there and what made it. But it's also a lot of what I do, I think, is just to learn about what makes people so successful and and find out about their work process and stuff. And that's the stuff I love. But before we get into all that, we have to we have to date this. We have to place this interview in a certain time in the world and in the comics industry and everybody's lives in general. Of course, we are in the middle of the pandemic. Uh Donnie had hit me up before we're we're spoiler alert we're probably gonna do it we're we're most definitely doing a venom episode like later in the year but we wanted to set up an interview with you just to talk about what's going on you know with your career and everything but then you hit us up to talk about some pandemic relief efforts going on in the comic book industry and I said absolutely let's get this let's get this done and uh the first before we talk about 28 pageslatercom which is the website you wanted to promote sure. and really dig into, uh, what, can you give us like a, just a general idea of like what the comics industry, what's happening in the comics industry right now while this is all going on?
3: Yes, um, I, I can answer that question, but I must demand um, a favor from you. Sure. Um, since Since normally there is um, a whiz and a brew. On this show, and uh, as, as it would appear, there's only one of them. Uh, which one? Which one do I get to be temporarily for this episode?
2: I'm gonna say you're the Thanos wins
3: Bruiser. Oh, I love it. Okay, so that. So, so what does that make you?
2: I think that does actually make me the cosmic Doctor Strange wizard.
3: Love it. Love it. Hold nail it, Okay. All right. All right. I just <laughs> I was just so hoping that I would get to have a, a very temporary title. Well, um, so what's going <laughs> on in comics? What's going on in comics? Um, comics is being, you know, hit just like every other every other company. You know, um, you know, uh, com- comic book stores in general are not deemed essential, right? And you know, the kind of the problem is is that like printers are because they print medical supplies and stuff, and so we're able to print comics. We're able to make comics. You know, um, but then we've had some distribution problems. Um, Diamond, who is the distributor of comics, um, has been having their own because I, because everything is just run by human beings, of course, has had its own problems. And so right. getting new product into the shelves, getting new comics, even though we're all still at Marvel and DC, we're we're all still making them, you know, like uh-huh. I think I think the last issue of Thor that came out that I wrote. Um, I think the last issue that came out was number four. I'm on issue 10 now. I think the last issue of Venom that came out, um, was issue It was issue 24. I'm currently writing, um, issue 31. And so like, we're, we're all working full steam ahead. We're just, you know, just like every other company, every other, you know, person on earth, we're waiting for things to kind of. Settle back down for doors to open back up again so that we can get product into, into hands. Now, what does that mean for comic books? Um, for comic book stores. So so a little bit of, of, of background on me. Sure. I was a retailer. I was I was a retailer for a long time. I, I I ran a chain of comic book stores. Did you grow up did you grow up in Texas? I did. I grew up in a little town called uh, Garland that's outside of Dallas which is famous only for being the basis of King of the Hill and also where um, um, uh, David Koresh went to high school.
2: Can I, can I maybe blow your mind for a second, maybe? Um, sure. Li- literally yesterday, Jake and I recorded our King of the
3: Hill episode. Shut up. Do, do you bring up the Garland thing? Yeah, of course. That's crazy, really. Wow, that's all. <laughs> yeah, oh, I can't, I can't, I, can, I can't wait to hear that. That's so great. <laughs> so I'm like, so like, yeah. On the alumni, like notable alumni on 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 the Garland High Wikipedia page is like um, Mike Judge, me, uh, David Koresh, and like a bunch of like beauty pageants and like football <laughs> players. And I take great note with that because even though yes, David Koresh made a fantastic cult uh, <laughs> right up until the end, uh-huh. he did drop out of of Garland High School. So you do not get to be an alumni, sir. <laughs> like me and me and me and Mike Judge worked for that degree <laughs> that didn't do anything for us. So um, well, I guess it, it worked out pretty well for Mike Judge, uh, right? Uh, Coming from Garland. Yeah, um, for sure. So, yeah, I, I grew up there. I, I moved uh, uh, to Austin um, in around 2003, 2004, and um, uh, opened up – or not opened up. Um, I, I um, There was a guy who owned and operated a chain of comic book stores who brought me on, um, I think, uh, one day, like part-time, and then noticed that I was, you know – the super nerd who knew everything about comics and loved comics so much. And then, uh, within not, not a very short amount of time made me a manager of one of the main stores and then made me, um, like a a general manager of all four stores. So I was, I was running, um, all four stores, uh, here in Austin. Now, sadly they all closed down because the guy who owned the store wasn't wasn't like super into like paying rent and stuff. <laughs> uh, as it turns out, that tends to be a roadblock in keeping uh, comic book stores open. And also, a guy drove a car through one of my stores, so that didn't help at all. But anyway, <laughs> long story short, uh, the reason I bring that up is just because you know most comic book stores, um, at least dedicated comic book shops, who are just they sell back issues and trades and comp books and stuff. They make their money mainly on Wednesdays, which is New Comp Book Day. The the, the the vast majority of their of their money is made on that day. Now, there are stores that specialize also in gaming, in like you know Warhammer tabletop games card games, things like that, that...
2: Yeah, we have the Geekery here in Astoria, a 21-sided uh-huh. store in Williamsburg, for sure, for
3: sure. Yeah, so there's, like, the, the, the different kinds of them, right? But the ones mm-hmm. that are being, you know, hit particularly hard, and they're all being hit, obviously, very hard, are the ones that, you know, um, are closed down because they're non-essential and also are unable to get new comics right now, but... They are filled with backstock, full of comics, you know. Um, and so I contacted you because I, I wanted to get the word out about a few different things that people can do to help during um, this time. Because I also I also part of the reason I really wanted to come on you alls show because uh, um, you guys have such a massive fan base. I'm such a huge fan, by the way.
2: Hell yeah. Thank you.
3: You guys you guys have such a good reach and I thought it'd be the the types of folks who like your show will probably also be very interested in hearing this information
2: honestly it's the only facebook group i can still actually kind of hang out in it seems uh, you're right it, there's there's something i feel like about our listeners that are are very supportive and i think we'd right. like to hear about this and i guess yeah. that's where tw- 28pageslater.com comes in
3: yeah 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 because you know i wanted to i wanted to come on this show especially um, and, we're, and we're gonna talk about 28 pages later, uh, but also you know just a um, I think I think I think it's important in times like these to um, have something that someone can kind of um, use to escape from the stressful stuff. And all we see on Twitter and the news and is is bum is like bummer stuff and sad stuff. And so here's here's an episode of this show that is going to be nothing but positive stuff that you guys can do to help, and, and then I can tell you the positive measures that are going to be taken uh, and let you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that comics are going to be okay and survive. Awesome. That's great to hear. So let's start with 28 pages later. Sure. Um, I can't believe I literally just got the reference
2: just now. Um, oh, dude, it, it took
3: me. <laughs> I was like, why, why is it named that? It's such an odd name, and then I was, it, it, I mean, like, like literally, it, I probably learned it, like, last week. I was like, oh, it's, like, 28 days later. That's smart. <laughs> We just did an
2: episode odd. I know. And I franchise. was like,
3: that's so smart. So, <laughs> uh, Marvel comic books uh, um, writer, and writer of amazing, of, of a bunch of amazing things, uh, who's on Twitter at MyMonsterIsChic.com. At M-Y-M-O-N-S-T-E-R-I-S chic. My, mom, my monster is chic. She has just been busting her ass and working as hard as anybody. Um, she's really just uh, a hero uh, in this in this whole thing. Um, so she's made this website called 28 Pages Later. So that's 28, the numbers, 28pageslater.com. And what you what what that site is, is you can go in there and you can put in your zip code and she has collected a database that we're still like every day, we're still getting new stores added to it. And it's a global database. It's in Canada, uh, you know, it's in it's it's all over the the world um, where you can enter in your zip code or where you are and it'll find you a comic book store that will that is either still open or that will ship you comics, or will do curbside service. So, you know, if you're wondering how to do, how to get comics and stuff, that's where you go, you know? There's no real bad way to get comics, right? If you want to go on Comixology and buy, you know, digital comics, certainly that does help Image and Marvel and DC as companies and stuff, and that's also doing your part. Yeah. Uh, Marvel has their own digital app. I think DC does as well. I would. The only thing that I would recommend against if you want to buy an older book, try this site out
2: first instead of instead of like an Amazon or something like that.
3: So if you're looking for something maybe like, you know, during this downtime where we don't have new comics and stuff. And you're looking for, and you're like, well, 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 man, like I've, I haven't, I, I, I've never gotten caught up on Sandman or Preacher, or I've never read Joss Whedon's, uh, you know, Astonishing X Men run or, or something like that. Go to this site first, and you know, Comicsology helps obviously uh, to a certain degree. Shops really need the help though, and the only thing that I would really honestly advise against, um, if you're a comics fan. Please don't buy it on Amazon.
2: Right. And honestly, at this point, this kind of goes for everything right now, I think, is really go. You know, I had to get a pair of running shoes today and uh, I just went directly to the the, the brand website and like, right. like the smaller, you know what I mean? Yeah. The shop specific yeah. website. And so I think in general, really, the rule of thumb right now, I believe, is only essential purchases via Amazon if you
3: absolutely need right. to. Right. And especially comp books. I mean, so many stores have so much back stock, you know. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and also what you guys can do um, if you want even further help than, than that, and, and, and people have been, doing, have been doing this a lot, is um, like, let's say, you know, you're like, hey, I'd really like to read Jason Aaron's uh, Thor run you know, um, 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 but I'm having a hard time finding a shop that, um, will deliver it to me or whatever. Uh, where can I find it? Just tweet that at me. Uh, I'm on Twitter mm-hmm. at Don, at Don Cates, and I will just retweet you and I'll say, Hey, retailer friend who has a copy. And I will tell you that has worked one, 100% of the time. R- retailers have jumped in and said, "Hey, I have a copy. I'll mail it to you <laughs> and MP people you know? are really
2: trying to move stuff. Also uh, we should say I, don't, I I don't know. I don't think we've said this so far. It's you if you are a comic book shop owner, you can get yourself on this website very easily
3: correct? exactly. It, yes, yeah, yeah, if you're a comic book shop owner, you can either contact um I think that there's a a portal on the website. Don't quote me on that, but you can absolutely contact Leah um leo B- B- williams again her at is my my monster is chic and she will make sure that that your at your shop is put on there and you can absolutely i
2: there is totally a submit a shop button Oh, there is uh, okay, great, and and with a full form you can fill out with all great. the comp every bit of information, all the social media, great. everything. It looks so easy to do. This is something it would take you five minutes to do. Yeah, as yeah. a comic book shop owner.
3: Yeah, and it, I mean, and, and look, I mean, this will also take you. You know, if you want to buy that copy of you know, uh, pick any comic you want to read. You know, uh, uh, you know, Watchmen, right? It'll also take you the same amount of time to go on this site and find a shop and have them send it to you than it will for you to go on to Amazon and buy it you know and it'll be the same thing and you'll be putting money in the the pockets of people who really 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 need it and I don't I don't want to I want to be really clear like I I completely understand that like there's there's other people in the world that are like maybe have it you know just as worse or 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 even worse than comic book shops but th- this is the industry that i'm in and this is how i can help
2: right and this is the people these are the people who read comic books so i think it's completely well, you know, fine. It's, for also you sel- it's
3: also an incredibly selfish act on my part because i need them to be open so that they can right. <laughs> help sell my silly little books to to all you all all you guys you know
2: well, also though, in a selfless act, I will I will bring up even by maybe you're know, like shy about it, but you did buy an entire comic strips pool list for customers of a store in what Austin, I believe, Texas, um, um, in, yeah. a, in an attempt to not only give the, some relief to the customers, but also get them to put money towards even more things right. for this industry right now.
3: Yeah, yeah. So I. <laughs> I had I had I had wanted that to remain anonymous uh, for oh, a number. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I
2: should have asked you before. No,
3: no, 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 no. It got it, it it got out long long before you and I had this interview. I had wanted it to be anonymous just because I um for a number of reasons, mainly because I didn't want it. Uh, I you know I'm not a millionaire, and so I can only I can <laughs> only really help my local shops. Right. You know, and so I didn't want other shops to think that I was, you know, somehow um I don't know, playing favorites or or, you know, or anything like that. But, you know, there's that old, you know, bumper sticker: "Do what you can, where you are, with what you have," you know. And so, mm-hmm. so what I did was uh, to help kind of explain it because a lot of people don't really understand what that means. Yeah, explain a pull a pull list. Yeah, so like when you're a retailer, and and we and we had this at my shop, you can subscribe to comics, and um, and so let's say you know you're Holden, and Holden wants every issue of x-men and and, uh, hulk and batman and all these right and then we as those books come out we make a folder um usually they sit in, in like these like long like file cabinets and every issue of those that come out we save those books for holden so that when holden comes in he's guaranteed to have a copy of it, right?
2: Yeah, it was like when, um, I, I wish I had known about that as a kid because uh, there was a specific, uh, particular issue of Spawn as I was collecting them. I think it was number 18 that I had to, my mo- God bless my mother, she had to take me to outside of the county to some comic shop that I uh, finally yeah. found
3: that had it. Because uh, I wasn't using my uh, pull list. Um, yeah, but and they can and and yeah, and and that's the thing. They can be the they can be the bane of a comic book shop's existence sometimes <laughs> because because you know you do that so that you know because because comics sell out really often. You know, speculators come in. It's a it's a hot issue. You know, whatever it is, um, a lot of shops uh, put these things aside. And most customers are really good about it. They come in every Wednesday and they come and they grab their ones. And then there's some people who just let it stack up and stack up and stack up for weeks if not months. And that's just product that you've ordered that right. you you can't sell to anyone else because you've already promised it to this person, you know? And right. so like that's what really hurts stores is this like product that is unsold that was like guaranteed to be Sold and now they can't do anything with it, right? Right, so what I did is because I've seen reports where, like, it says, like, Donnie Cates bought, bought every comic book in the entire store for whatever the fuck. I what I did was, I, 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 I there's three stores in town that uh, I'm, I'm we're a very uh, tight knit community here, that there's actually not that many comic book stores here. Austin Comics um, was the one that got reported on the most was the first one. I so I just called them and I said, "Hey, how much you know, how many comics do you have sitting in your pull lists? Like how many books do you have that you've ordered that no one has paid for?" And I said, "If you'll if you'll just give me a figure, if you'll just do the math and give me a figure, I'll I'll send you a check and and I'll just I'll get that debt off of your back." Mm-hmm. And then I did that for a little shop called hops and heroes which is run by uh two of our best friends and they're a new shop kind of trying to uh get on their feet too so they needed it and then dragon's lair was a, was a, was a special one right um back when i was a very young writer you know that this was like 2012 maybe something like that I was between books. Like I had already written Buzzkill for Dark Horse and I think Ghost Fleet or The Paybacks or something like that. But I was, I was having trouble making ends meet. I was having trouble, um, you know, it, it, it was actually Christmas time. And so Angie, who was the owner there, who I had known forever just as a customer, I asked her for a part-time job uh, just around the shop. And it was weird because, like, People knew who I was because I had like written these books, but I didn't, you know, I just needed some money to pay for Christmas presents, you know. And so Angie helped me out at a time when I really needed it. So that was a no-brainer for her. So I I I paid off their pull list as well. And now everybody's like, Can you get uh, can you get my pull, pull yeah. list? Is that well?" Well, uh, yeah. I have, I have, I have an, up, I, have an up, <laughs> I have an update on on that too, uh, which is actually really cool, cool news. Cool. If you look, if you look on um, on Twitter, um, all like almost every comic book pro out there is doing this, and I'll be I'll be posting cool. my my thing tonight. That there is a hashtag going around called hashtag creators for comics, and the four is is like like a four, you know, not mm-hmm. spelled out, but you know. Um, sometimes it is sometimes it isn't, but you'll be able to find it hashtag creators for comics and what and what and what and what creators are doing is is they're auctioning off cool pieces of stuff. Sometimes it's small stuff like you know here's here's a stack of comics that I' that I've, I've, I've signed for you. Sometimes it's like beautiful pieces of art, it's statues, it's you know I'll, I'll, I'll come on your podcast for an hour. Uh, I'll draw you into the background of a comic. You know, it's, it's all, it's, it's, it's anything and everything that you can think of. Yeah. This is very cool. Yeah. It's very
2: cool. I'm looking at the, looking at it now.
3: And there's so much stuff like, and ranging from every price point, you know, so you don't, you don't, you don't need to, you know, there's stuff you, you can get for 20 bucks ranging up to, you know, thousands of dollars here. I'll be announcing what I'm putting up uh, later tonight. It'll be a a special venom related thing that Ryan cool. Stegman and I are putting Taylor.
2: There's even from from Leah Williams. Uh, just to give you an idea of the the range you can get here, get drunk with Leah Williams on Skype while she gives you a tour of her Animal Crossing island, uh, and that's just for like ten bucks.
3: Everyone <laughs> everyone in comics is doing something, you know? And so yeah. how it works is once the item is up, the creator will say, um, you know, the bidding, like, you know, just start bidding, like you bid in the replies, right? And mm-hmm. th- they say the bidding will stop in however many hours, 12 hours, 24 hours. And then when, when it's up, the top bid wins. And then the company who is running this will come in and... Um, you know, you, you, know, if it's me running it, I will tag my top bid. I will like retweet my top bid. The company will then come and contact that person and collect the money. And, um, all of the proceeds from this, from, from this, this, um, hashtag creators for comics, is going to be distributed through comic to comic book stores.
2: There is so much cool stuff on here. Hashtag creators, the number four comics uh, yeah. on Twitter. It is a never-ending stream of incredibly cool art. Yeah. Most of it, I feel like, is art. Some of it, some special sets and some hangs and stuff. A lot of really cool art, ranging from pretty much anything you could possibly want. Like I just saw, like Brian O'Malley from. Scott Pilgrim is contributing, yeah. Uh, and a, yeah. A, a, along with DC, Marvel. I mean, it's just all across the board. Pretty much anything you're into, comic book wise, is uh, is in here of some fashion, of yeah. Some form. And
3: and and also, you know, feel free to like, you know, like I'm gonna put up. Um, um, uh, uh, well, Ryan segment and I rather are gonna put up two very special pieces of art tonight. Cool. That are gonna be. You're going to like them. People are going to be very, very excited about those things. <laughs> awesome. But also, you can suggest things, too. You know, if you say, hey, I'll give you 20 bucks if you draw, you know, I'm a writer, so it's going to be a terrible drawing. But if you, you know, if, I'll, give you, I'll give you 20 bucks if you, if you draw a Venom on a sketch cover or something like that and send it out to me, then, you know, we can do stuff like that, too. So, like, I'm, you know, open to suggestions, too, you know. And the thing is, this is just to help comic book stores. And you know, I mean, let's just take the word comic book store out of, out of like, or, or, or let's just take that take the word comic book out of it. We're helping small businesses that are run by families. You know, that are that are hit hard by 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 these things. You know, there's ways to help. You know, and I know that for me, uh, with this with with the situation that we're in, sometimes. It's really easy to feel like helpless, you know, like, well, what the hell can I do to help any of this stuff? You know, and mm-hmm. this is a really cool one because it, it, it's a win win because you get to bid on these things and you get a cool thing. Like, like yeah. you get a you get a cool thing. The one I'll leave you with one last thing is that um, a great way to contribute is to uh, co- commission some of your favorite artists to draw things for you. Um, so if, if there's, you know, an artist that you love, uh, now is the time to hit them up and say, Hey, what is your commission rates? Um, all these things. I would love a drawing of, you know, Wolverine or whatever. And again, a great way to give directly to, uh, comic book creators. And also you get to own a piece of great art. Yeah. You know? That's, that's awesome. Um, and so, and, and again, that's something that, that you guys can hit me up, uh, on Twitter as well. You can hit me up, uh, again at Don Cates and say, Hey, I'm looking to get a, a commission. Can you recommend any, any, any artists that might need, you know, help during this time? And I will just, I will just retweet and blast that out and say, Hey, this guy would like to give some, someone money to draw him something. And like and like you know, uh flies to honey. Uh, you you will watch artists swing in and say, "I will draw something for you." So, you know, there's in en- endless ways to help on the comic book front.
2: Hell yeah, that's awesome. And I don't. I mean, I, until you hit me up, I didn't really know about this. And to be honest, I have been trying to acquire more stuff <laughs> to read <laughs> sure, <laughs> during yeah. this time. Like everybody yeah, it's else, it's a great is. time. It's a great time. So, and I, I have to remember, like, no, go to the source. Do not use the giant, these giant wires of, right. of, right. of you know, the, 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 no- and anyways, those need to be, I mean, the, the Amazon stuff is slowed down anyways because they need to focus on the, you know, the essential supplies to get to people, you know? And that's yeah, also right. really important. And also, there's just a lot of issues going on in terms of Amazon. So, so. <laughs> Uh, it's just so much better to go to these mom and pops and stuff. And the website, again, is so easy and well laid out. It's 28pageslater.com. And, uh, yeah, just go check it out. Check out, and, of course, check out uh, Creators, the number four comics, the hashtag on
3: Twitter. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, and and just, you know, uh, I mean, if we, if we can absolutely keep on talking. If you... Sure, I'm, I'm about down
2: if you are to chat because I really am I, yeah. curious about yeah, how you yeah, got yeah, into yeah. the business and stuff. I definitely wanted to spin give its due.
3: Yeah, to yeah, this. yeah. Well, I, well, I'll just leave on a note. We can and we can segue out of this. I just, I, I just want for everyone who's listening to this that like it's really easy to see these news reports of like you know Marvel is you know putting some series on pause or or you know. Just neg you, you see negative news sometimes. Uh, right. Um, let me be the first person to assure you that like COVID and the and, and the coronavirus m- might be very powerful and deadly, but Batman has lived through two world wars and the depression and everything that you can right. think of. Like <laughs> uh-huh. like 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 you know you can't kill Spider Man. Like, we, we're we going to come out the other side of this. We are still going to have printed comics. It's just going to be tough for a while. You know, things might change. Shops, right. some some shops might close, but then some, you know, more, more shops will open, you know, um, just like with every business, you know. So, like, the doomsayers out there who, you know... Like comics is one of the only industries that that is obsessed with um, uh, announcing its own death. Uh-huh. Like back in the, in the in the in the 50s when comics went from 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 a dime to a quarter, it was, "Oh, that's the end of comics forever." You right. know, I mean, you know, and then every single time there's a drop, I mean, when when Marvel went bankrupt in the in the 90s, that was the end of it, right? That was the end of comics. Oh, and then when right. Disney and then when Disney bought Marvel, oh well, that's the end of that. You know, that's the end of them. Now it's going to be Mickey Mouse comics, and why would they need <laughs> that and everything? Like, like Marvel is, a, or not not Marvel. Uh, just like comic book fans in general are just such. We're we're the only ones who are obsessed with our own death. <laughs> you know, a, you know, like a book gets canceled, and all of a sudden people think, well, there goes Marvel, but. No one ever does that with TV. Like right. you know, a t like a t a TV show does doesn't get canceled and, pe- and people go, well, I guess there's no more TV shows now. I guess that's right. over, you know. It, right. So so if I could if if I could cap off this part of this conversation, yeah, it's tough right now. You know, it's tough. It's tough for retailers. It's tough for companies. You know, I will say to everyone out there that like you know, I'm sure they've heard. Uh, that some books have been paused and stuff. Uh, for fans of my books, um, I'll let you know that none of mine have. Um, I'm still hard at work on Venom and Thor and a Big Secret Thing, like, like I said earlier in the show, and image books and all kinds of stuff. So if you're if you're a Donnie fan, have no worries. Hell yeah. So yeah, let's talk about fun stuff and comics. Yeah, let's, and, let's get
2: into how people became a Donnie fan in the yeah, first sure. place. Uh, how it seems like, okay, so going back to, we left off before, actually, it's kind of works well, because we were already talking about how you started out in comics, working in a comic book shop and managing comic book shops. And Mm -hmm. how do you make the leap from that? It's always the question I'm most fascinated. How do you go from there to working, you know, for writing for Image, Marvel, and really like Kind of ripping it up from it looks like 2017 up to now.
3: Well, um, to answer that question, um, there's two parts of that. One, every quote unquote overnight sensation is a 10 year overnight sensation, you know.
2: People ask me, they're like, Oh, I wish I could stream on Twitch for money, and so I'm like, Okay, cool. All you have to do is comedy for free. For yeah. 10 years in New York City <laughs> Exactly Do comedy exactly. for free for 10 yeah. years And then yeah. maybe yeah. 40 people will show up to watch you to, You know what I mean? It's like Yeah, yeah, exactly
3: exactly. Because <laughs> like, I've actually been writing comics professionally for a decade um, mm-hmm. But people have only known that I've been writing comics And been paying attention to me since 2017, you know So were you writing Did you start off like while you were working at a comic book shop? No. So to go back a little bit further than than that, you know, I obviously grew up reading comics, huge nerd, you know, everyone in their like in their story of like growing up and reading comics, they always have that part where they're like, and then I discovered girls, and so I stepped away. <laughs> and I took some time off, and then I rediscovered it with Neil Gaiman's Sandman.
2: Yeah, that's actually completely my story. <laughs> like I, I,
3: I don't even have that part of my story. Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I never stepped away. I did find girls. I want to make that very uh-huh. important. Uh, uh, I am, okay, I am very happy. I am very happily married to a wonderfully talented artist, <laughs> uh, who you can find on Twitter at Black M Art uh, at Black M Art. I always want to say .com, which is weird. Nice plug. Um, Her her name is Megan (laughs) Hutchison, uh, and she's lovely and beautiful. But no, I never took a break off comics, ever. Uh, I I have been a diehard, true blue, uh, weekly warrior um, forever. And then um, I, for whatever reason, wanted to go uh, and be an actor. Uh I I did that too. (laughs) That... That'll work out, right? Um, and so I went to I went to a state college, um, which you know is how you become an actor, and quickly discovered that I have a so I have a speech impediment. I I I, I have a stutter. You'll hear it every now and then, and. Uh, the ability to talk apparently is like a requirement in acting. Right. So, right. and so I left. I left that college and I moved to Austin. I say left. They politely asked me to leave when I. <laughs> I too got kicked
2: out of acting when, school. It, when, it's changed my I, life.
3: <laughs> when, when, when uh, apparently uh, they want you to go to class and shit, which I was like, <laughs> um, I just did that in high school, so. Um, <laughs> Uh, so they politely at to asked me to leave. and so I went to Austin. I was a cook. Um, I was a a, a a cook there for a long time. and then long story short, um, got the the comic book gigs, right? and um i had I had been an artist my entire life. i had I had drawn and I had painted and specifically, I had sculpted. I was. I was a a decent sculptor, and it's I, I, I because I kind of grew up poor, right? And so I couldn't afford like the statues and stuff like that. And I was a venom nut since I was a little uh-huh. kid, and so, so I was that's actually, awesome.
2: Like, so obviously, and then now you've taken it over the title completely. Oh, it's crazy.
3: It's crazy. It, it's the weirdest, most surreal thing of all time, and so. Um, I, 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 I like sculpted venom like 14,000 times, uh, because sculpting venom for kids at home is super easy because it's impossible to sculpt him wrong because he's just a big monster with teeth that's that can like morph. It and, yeah, and, and so and like milk. any any like anatomy mistakes is just like no, that's just what his his symbiote's doing, you know. Right. <laughs> and so when I uh, when my comic book shops shut down, I I wanted to stay in the industry somehow because I could have been a retailer my entire life. I, I really loved that job. And so I had a buddy who went to SCAD. Are you familiar with SCAD at all?
2: Yeah, but uh, uh, refresh me because yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I definitely know. It's,
3: it's the Savannah College of Art and, Des- and Design. Yeah,
2: my, I, my friend uh, who's in
3: film went there. Okay, yeah. And so I had a buddy who was going there, and he, t- he, he was telling me about um, you can actually get like an accredited degree in sequential art there, uh, meaning obviously comics, right? And so I was like, "Well, I, I don't, I'm, I don't have any other you like usable skills. I might as well give that a shot." And so I moved to Georgia. Um, and I moved to Savannah. Uh, I I actually got a degree, a scholarship. <laughs> this is no bullshit. Based on my sculptures. Oh wow! And uh, in- including some of the ones of Venom, <laughs> which will come into play because this this gets even weirder. Like the weird little like connections and like wormholes that you find that i'm kind of quoting your own show right now is like (laughs) because you because you see this right like when you guys do like deep deep dives on authors of like like he just found this like wormhole that like made him go down this path that like led him to this thing that like you know um Mm -hmm. and so i quickly got to scad and uh found out that i was um uh, never going to make it as a penciler. So, i, was, I, I just, acting's not like, gonna work ever. Penciling's not gonna work. Yeah, because like out. you get in there and you see, because like here's the thing. I was in classes with guys like Jeff Shaw and Trad Moore. And Jeff Shaw, I did my Thanos book with. I did God Country yeah. with. I did Guardians Incredible. of the Galaxy with. I did Buzzkill with. He's incredible. Trad Moore. I just did a Silver Surfer book with called Silver Surfer Black, um, yep. and they were both that good like freshman year. And so yeah. I saw that, and I was like, "Fuck this! Like, I'll <laughs> never like. I could work for thirty years, and I won't be as good as these guys are on their first day. And uh-huh. so, and so, when you go to SCAD for comics, you you have to you have to learn everything. Like So it doesn't matter if you want to be just a penciler. They teach you how to ink, how to color, how to write, how to do everything, right? And so mm-hmm. I had to take these, like, mandatory writing classes. And a man named um, uh, John Neese, is that right? Oh, he's going to kill me if I, if, I, <laughs> if, I, if, if I fuck that up. He kind of took me aside in these, like, mandatory writing classes. And not, not kind of. He, like, asked me to stay after class. And he was like, hey... You're you're really you're you're good at this. And like I I had never written a a word in my life. I had never written a short story or anything. And this was 2009. And um he took me aside and he was like, "Hey, I mean, obviously you, you know, have some stuff you can work on, but if you would if you got serious about this, like you you could do this, you know?" And so I I fell in love with it. I just fell in love with writing.
2: You know, it's so fa- it's so fascinating because you bring up such a, such a through line, I find, over and over again in these stories. And it is 100% true with my own story. And that is, you find you end up finding the success a lot of times through the failure. And right. I think also a lot of times, people get, you know, you had your blinders on to be an actor at one point in your life, right? Yeah. You mm-hmm. then were like, I'm just going to be a penciler. That's what I'm going to do. And, and, you know, and I think what my advice always for people is... Just try everything and keep yeah. your sights open because you just never know. Because that's gonna, you know, I had a very, a very similar situation to yours for my own, you know.
3: Well, also, it's 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 odd. Like, I'm not a uh, religious person whatsoever, or a very much of a hippie who believes in these kind of things. But like, it's kind of hard not to believe that there was like a path driven mm-hmm. out for me because like. I wanted to be an actor and some higher power decided to give me a stutter. (laughs) And then I wanted to be a cook. Um, I wanted to be a professional cook. And I skipped this part of the story, but it it is true. I worked at one of the largest restaurants in the world uh, here in Austin uh, called The Oasis. I was working there and I loved it. And I could have worked there my, my entire life. And then it got struck by lightning four times and burnt to the ground, right? And so then I was like, okay, I'll go run these comic book stores. And then someone drove a car through it. And then I was like, okay, I'll be a penciler and I get there. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not, I can't do that. And so it's like, it's almost, I mean, there, you know, if you're a person who believes in that, then like, absolutely, I I can't argue with, with you that there was certainly a a path that someone was like, "Hey, write comics, dummy! Like <laughs> you're you're supposed to be doing this, right. you know?" Right. So, um, um, Mark niece is his name. Mark Neese ah. was my my professor. Took, took, so that's Took good. me this, took, took, took took me aside, um, and so I started actually using my scholarship money that I was given for statues and stuff, uh, or, 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 or 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 that I got for statues uh, that. My scholarship money that I was supposed to be using for books and things and all these kind of things, I actually just used that to instead uh, start hiring artists in my class. Awesome. uh, To draw comics for me.
2: Step number two, don't wait around for someone to hire you. Make the work yourself. You were just like textbook what I think about or, or advise right. people or whatever, if anyone ever asks me. For yeah. That. Well,
3: the thing is, is the the, the the thing is also as a writer, especially in comics, like no one's ever gonna read your script. Yeah. Like No one and, and but but that's a writer can, in, any, like in yeah, any situation. Yeah. But in comics, especially, you can you can get them to if you hand them a comic and the art is awesome. And they look at the art and they're like, holy shit, like, who is this? You you will then force them to read your writing. And I knew that. That's I interesting. I knew that, like, no one was ever going to read a, a, a printed out, you know, a leaflet of paper, you know. And so I was like, I'm going to hire. Uh, so, like, I would. I hired Jeff Shaw to do a sample. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm skipping a big part of the story. Uh, I, went for, I went to SCAD for two, for two years straight, like summers and everything. Uh, I was Dean's List, thank you very much. <laughs> and then I, I took one summer off just to take a break, right? Mm. And I missed Austin and I wanted to come home for Austin. And mm. that summer, about a month before, about a month after I got home from summer, I had on a whim six months prior applied to be an intern at Marvel. And lo and behold, on my summer break, which was supposed to be my wow. break, Marvel uh, called me and asked me to come in for an interview for to be an intern. And so I became an intern. And so I did not return to SCAD. Uh, of I course. am a two time co- college dropout, <laughs> and so I was an in, I was an editorial intern at Marvel, which you know didn't. Uh, sometimes I you know because like you know people haters gonna hate on online, you know, and people, you know, um, I've heard people say that I only got my job at Marvel because I was an intern. And let, let me tell you that. Me being an intern at Marvel made it so much harder to become a writer at Marvel. Because I was an intern there from like 2010 to 2011. So what that means is if, if you read a comic book that came out from 2010 to 2011 that had a, had a recap page on it that was like previously on the X-Men. I wrote that shit. That was me. Um, and you do a lot of that kind of stuff, you know? Um, it, it, Marvel didn't teach me really how to write, although it did expose me very much to. I got to read scripts by like Bendis and Jason Aaron and stuff, and that's awesome. Sometimes that's the that's the best way to learn.
2: Oh, for sure. And then, but also just yeah, it just shows you the
3: workings, the daily workings of totally. the, the industry. How how fast paced it is. You know, I mean, it's a. I mean that. I mean that's a company that 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 that, 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 that puts out new comics every single week. You know, Mm -hmm. and so, I mean, it taught me like, hey, man, if you want to get into this arena, like this is this is what this is what it looks like, you know.
2: And which is great because I want to get to the question in a little bit of just your your it seems like you, you must have a pretty busy week and i'd like to know a little bit about more sure. about what that looks like because of all the titles and stuff so yeah you're mm-hmm. getting that and that but you were still on board seeing seeing the daily goings on and everything you were still ready yeah gung-ho yeah. to be a writer for comics
3: well actually i i at that point i didn't really know what i wanted to be honestly okay. i i thought i thought maybe being an editor would be cool yeah. I, I quickly learned once getting there that like I probably am not cut out for that with my um, lack of organizational skills and um, a bit of a temp, a bit of a temper. Sometimes I'm probably not the best one to deal with creatives being late, but a, an editor actually uh, named Mark Panicia uh, took me out for a beer one day Actually, everyone, I had a, wonder, I had a wonderful time as, a, as an intern there. People were really great. And I had, um, I had helped Mark uh, move some stuff uh, into his apartment. And so he took me out for a beer. And he asked me, he said, so, like, what's your, what, what's your plan? And I said, well, you know, um, I think eventually I want to be a writer, like a comic book writer. And I said, but I did just apply for this position that just opened up in the mailroom and he said he said do not do that don't do that and i was like why and he said well because one of two things is going to happen either you're going to be really good at that mailroom job and then we're going to promote you and you're going to be you're going to end up being an editor and then you're going to be here for life and you're never going to end up being a writer and we're never going to let you be a writer or you're going to want to be a writer so hard that you're going to be terrible at that job. And we're going to fire you, you know? So, so if you want to go be a B or be a writer, go write, you know? Um, And so I did, I followed his advice. They, they had actually uh, offered me a second internship. I turned it down. I dropped out of SCAD and that's when I started hiring um, old alumni of mine, uh, Jeff Shaw, to start making um, what are known as ash cans. They're like mm-hmm. eight to eight, eight, eight to ten page like mini comics that you kind of make yourself and you hand out it at shows uh, uh, um, as a, a little mini pitch. Right. Right. I made one of those. I made we made a lot of them actually. Oh, I should mention I'm 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 being a dick. I co-wrote <laughs> I, I co-wrote this book. It was called Buzzkill um, with uh, uh-huh. Mark with Mark Reznicek, who is the drummer for the Toadies. Oh, awesome! If you know the Toadies at all, um, uh, local local Texas uh, legends and heroes. And Mark's a great friend of mine. So we started passing these things things around. Eventually, it got into the hands of a guy at Dark Horse. Uh, who then thought it looked cool enough. But the problem was, is that Buzzkill was originally called Blackout. Because mm. if you don't know, Buzzkill is about a superhero who gets his powers from drinking and doing drugs. <laughs> and and so we, we thought Blackout was a good name for it. I actually now prefer uh-huh. the, the name Buzzkill um, uh-huh. quite a lot more. <laughs> but the only reason, and I only, I, I only illustrate this just because, like everyone's story is so different right and like if if it's it's always it's always like hard work meets uh what's the phrase is like luck and
2: time no whatever but yeah i know you know
3: what i'm saying like being in the right place at the right time but also having done the hard work you know So this, this, this guy only put um, the book, the ash can that was called Blackout on, uh, he put it on the president of Dark Horse's desk. And he said, you have to read this. The only reason he did that is because they were already about to announce a different book called Blackout. <laughs> and because of Jeff's art was so good, uh, Mike, the president of Dark Horse, called me and he said, hey, I want to publish this and you know, we'll we'll give you a small run. Um, Most creators who start out, start off with like a four issue, five issue mini kind of a thing. And he said, "Um, I want you to know, um, I think the premise is cool and everything, but I knew that someone was gonna pick this up and I didn't want to have to compete with a different book called Blackout, you know? So it's just like one of those like weird like you weird. know luck luck of the draw. So Buzzkill came out um, and did really really well. Like people, it was really well received. Like we we were blown away, and so that led to Dark Horse giving us like more and more chances. So they gave us a book called Ghost Fleet yep. uh, that I did with a with a guy named Daniel Warren Johnson who is now a superstar. Um, which was supposed to be twelve issues, the got canceled at eight. And then we did a book called The Paybacks, which is supposed to be 12 issues that that got canceled at eight. Um, Those are both now collected in a complete form that you can get at Image because we eventually did just in the story at a different company. And then we collected them through Image. Oh, nice. So like like the Paybacks edition, the complete edition uh, has the full story in it. And then the Ghost Fleet one is called Ghost Fleet, The Whole Goddamn Thing. Goddamn
2: Thing. And you can check this out. On, I mean, I'm looking at all this on Image, your creator page on ImageComics.com.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. And, of course, that must lead to Redneck. Because, <laughs> God, God Country. Not really, you 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 would think, uh, because we, we collected those way later. Because, oh, okay. because Dark Horse, um, you know, I didn't really perform well for them. I did mm-hmm. Buzzkill, which did really well, but then I did two books back to back that 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 got canceled, that, that didn't sell well, and so I wasn't really in the dark horse business for a while. Um, and so I went to heavy metal. I did a book there. Cool. I wrote I wrote a couple of books at IDW. I wrote a couple of Star Trek issues, uh, which are some <laughs> of the things that I'm the most proud of. Um, awesome. My my Star Trek um, um, waypoint story. Um, uh, both both of them are 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 some of the things I'm the the most the, mo- the most proud of. And then I was honestly at a place where I was about to quit comics. It wasn't working out. My books weren't selling. I couldn't sell it, anything to, to save my life. And so I did uh, I followed some advice uh, that was given to uh, Joni Lee, uh, who gave her husband Stanley the advice when he was about when he was about to quit comics of, well, if you're going to quit comics anyway, why don't you just why don't you just start making comics that you want to read? Like, stop trying to make comics that that you think the market wants and just Mm -hmm. start making things that like, like you think are cool. And so as a Texan, I put together this book called God Country that, you know, you take a Texan who grew up reading Jack Kirby comics, kind of God Country is kind of what you get out of it. And it was like my last ditch. And I, I did it with Jeff Shaw. And lucky, l- luck, luckily enough, Image picked that up and that uh, went bananas. If I knew why it, it's, it sold the way that it did, I would bottle it and I would sell it and I'd be a billionaire. But <laughs> I, really, I really have no idea why. Um, most, it, just to give readers an indication, there's a thing in comics that's called the, the second issue slump, and it's just something that you have to account for. It, it happens on every, every book. The, every book's number one sells really high because people want to invest. And people want to, you know, maybe that's worth something. Maybe that's the right. for first appearance of Deadpool someday, and it's worth a lot. And so your second numbers are really your your, your second issue numbers are really what your book is selling, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. With gut with 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 God Country, the 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 first issue sold really well, and then every issue after that sold more. Oh wow. And we could not figure it out for the life of us. We, we we were we were absolutely baffled. And so I had already been working on two other books at the same time. And so yeah, in twenty seventeen I announced <laughs> I put out God Country in January, and then wow. I think I think within a three month period I put out Redneck and Baby Teeth all in a row. Okay. because i i got it in my head that i wanted to start telling stories that was that that were about family and that were about cool swords and vampires <laughs> and the antichrist and, and and the south i think too And the southern south. perspective yeah. absolutely i started to write about well, what i know you know yeah and so i had had this like f- like 5 year plan in my head where i was like okay once i get to image i'll do god country and then I'll do a bunch of image stuff. And uh, my five-year plan was Marvel will notice me eventually. And within <sighs> five years, I will be a, 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 an exclusive writer for Marvel. Right? Mm-hmm. So here's what happened to me. And this, is, this was some of the most terrifying parts of my entire life. Because uh, God Country came out in January. And I was an exclusive writer at Marvel by June. Wow. And so my five-year plan had just gotten scrunched down in like within however many months three or four months, you you always think you know there's this there, there's this top of the mountain, right okay. and then and then and then, what, and then what I found out was and then and we can talk about like what my everyday looks like, what my schedule yeah. looks like what you find out when you get to the top of the mountain is that there is that there's just more mountain. Yeah. Uh, You know, nothing really changes. I mean, the, the money situation changed certainly, but like, I'm still just in my sweatpants on my laptop, you know, (laughs) writing comics. And so like, for instance, that's what like Thanos wins. If you've ever read my Thanos story uh-huh. that i wrote that's what that was about that was about thanos getting everything he had ever wanted and realizing that he will never be satisfied because it'll never be enough
2: that's a great segue into the question i was going to actually ask you next before we talk a little bit about process i know we'll probably wrap up soon i actually have to get ready for a live stream uh but, <laughs> <laughs> but um but but regardless uh uh did you find it difficult because I think that's brilliant. Spot on. I'm going to write for me. I'm going to write stories that are feel personal to me, right, all that yeah. stuff, right? But then you're given these giant legacy characters, Doctor Strange, Thanos, Venom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it did you find it difficult to j- adapt that approach of writing personal stories, t- adapt it to these major headline marquee names that have a giant history and canon and everything like that or or was it just like I'll start with the personal first and then apply it to these characters well
3: yeah so like I've I've people people sometimes ask me like how 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 much research do you do before you take on one of these books and the answer is none but also 35 years worth of it like I've been reading right I, I know these characters inside out. I know what Doctor right. Strange's voice sounds like. I know what Peter Parker sounds like. You know, and so that part of it is not hard. You know, I I, I did a Doctor Strange run um, where uh, that I wrote right as my like my my best friend like cat died. My the cat yeah. that used to like sit in my lap uh, every day while I wrote died, and so if you if you read my Doctor Strange run he uh it opens with uh loki has become the the sorcerer supreme uh-huh. uh because doctor strange um retired and is a veterinarian now <laughs> and because he lost his actual medical license because of being a superhero for so long i'll, I'll just plug this really quick cuz i love this sure what he does is um he he says like you know there's not that much of a difference like like, anatomy wise there's not that much difference between say a cat or a dog or a human we still all have the same organs the problem is it's just a a communication problem so Mm. he puts a spell Mm -hmm. he, he does a spell on the animals where they're not speaking english but you're Able to understand dog, <laughs> so he'll just take a dog back into a back room and go and go. Hey, what's going on? And he's like, Ah, d- ah doc, my back is killing me, man. It's uh, it's it's these stairs. It's this arthritis. And then, and then he comes out and he says, like, Well, I've done some tests and blah, blah, uh, looks like blah blah blah. You know. So um, so yeah, I, I tend to by by way of answering your questions. Yeah, you know, you balance the personal. Um, you know, and it's not always. Personal meaning like me putting in my stuff, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, but I think that a writer once told me that the bigger you go, the smaller you like, like the bigger your scale is, the smaller and tighter your emotional beats have to be, you know? Ah. And so if you're doing, if you're doing a, a, a scene where Superman has to get into this huge brawl, and, you know, someone, you know, something horrible happens and he's fighting and planets are exploding and all these things, then the next scene of it should be him coming home and, and very quietly, you know, taking his costume off and Lois saying, hey, are you okay? And him just saying, yeah, no, it was just a, just a bad day, just a mm-hmm. rough day. It's okay, and then and then like have them go 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 sit on the sit on the couch, and like have him you know like you know show like show show that it show that he's still a guy you know that right. like like a rough day at work can be a rough day at work you know like yeah you, you, you can't forget the the human of the superhuman if that if that because that's sense, what you know? we can
2: relate to as the reader. exactly
3: yeah if you if you get too far away from that. Then you're, then you're watching the, the star Wars prequels. Yeah.
2: <laughs> nice reference. So you know. before we, before we wrap things up. Sure.
3: Uh,
2: and thank you again for, for sitting down to, t- to oh, talk about oh, thank all you for of having, this stuff.
3: Yeah. Thank you for having me on.
2: Uh, but, but yeah, just wanted to get a basic idea, just w- especially with all of these titles. What is a day? What does a week look like? How many titles are you attacking every week? What are the deadlines like? All that stuff.
3: So, normally, uh, writers are given, um, you know, 30 days uh, a, a month, right, uh, yeah. to, turn, to turn a script. Now, I am currently writing... Now, let me see if I can do, do the math here. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's a lot.
3: Well, there, there's, there's a lot that you guys know about, but there's also ones you guys don't know about. And also, a lot of these books I have to write out of order uh, mm. for scheduling-wise... So, like, sometimes I'm writing Venom number 31 at the same time as I'm writing Venom number 27, so that counts Mm. as two books, right? So, right now, if I can do the math in my head, I'm writing Redneck, Baby Teeth, Secret Project at Image, Secret Project at Image, Thor, Venom, Secret Project at Marvel, Wow. And then another secret project at, um, uh, at a different company. So that's so what nine? Is that? five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, nine. Yeah. Wow. So my schedule is a lot of, um, it's actually really good for me. I, I tend to thrive. Um, idle hands is a big deal for me. Mm. I tend to get myself in trouble mm. if I have too much free time. Right. And so what, what that looks like for me you know they're all staggered. It, it it really depends on what artist needs to be fed, like who who needs pages. You know, um, because i have I have prided myself on a book never being late. You know, as the writer, you know, if I'm late, that means that there's a whole assembly line of colorists and letterers and pencilers and all these things that like they're going to be late getting paid too. Like they might not right. be able to pay, pay rent and everything. And so I take that shit real seriously. And so like my motto is always, if something is due, if you tell me that, that Jeff Shaw needs a script by Friday, well, he's going to, something is going to get written on Friday. You know, like if I had to turn him in 10 pages to get him going, you know, luckily I am an outline junkie and so I always know what happens. But oh, yeah. to answer your to, to answer your question, what it looks like is generally two days on, one day off. Okay. So um ten pages a day. Uh I write ten pages a day, uh, for two days straight, and then I take a day off, but those off days are often spent um outlining. So that like I- because at the speed that I'm at or the pace that I'm at, the worst thing that, that could ever happen to me is I get to an issue of Venom and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck happens in this issue, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. So as long as I have that outline in front of me, I'm I'm pretty good. I'm pretty fast. So um, it looks a lot like that.
2: Well, hell yeah. All right. Well, check them out if, if you're if you already familiar with Donnie, because I know you do have uh, quite, quite a few fans out there. Uh, but if you're not... God country, redneck uh what else that you're awesome Venom, Thor Doctor Strange run the the uh the Thanos wins saga. That was. I was trying to remember the Thanos, the name of the Thanos. Uh, yeah, 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 saga. yeah. Yeah. Thanos wins. I mean, there's so much, and of, uh, and of course Venom, which is still running now, and we are going to have you back for our episode on Venom. So and I exciting. love that you've had this whole childhood love of the character, so we can really because we're going to do a deep dive oh. into the whole
3: history of the character, not just your run. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Thanks for having me on, and uh, again. Um, if yes. if um, if you're just meeting me for the first time And you'd like to read some of my books Please uh, again uh, Check out 28pageslater.com
2: 28pageslater.com We also have creators the number 4 comics The hashtag Hashtag creators4comics yep. That is on Twitter. Check that out. They're yep. doing these yep. auctions. It's fantastic. And yeah. straight up just tweet at Donnie. Just tweet yeah. at Donnie absolutely. for anything help. you you yeah. know, if you have something you'd like to commission or something like that, something something whatever way you want to try to support yeah. comic creators and, and mom and pop
3: stores at this time. I will absolutely help you find someone who has a copy of something that will sell you something
2: <laughs> so yeah and that's at Donny Cates
3: right yeah at, at yeah. no it's, it's actually at Don Cates because somebody uh. else has at Donny Cates and they won't <laughs> give it up of course so it's always <laughs> funny because I can always I always know people who always who only know me by Twitter because they're like hey Don and it's like you're the, you're the <laughs> no one in real life calls me Don uh, but yeah at Don Cates awesome uh, hit, hit me up there hell yeah thank you
2: again for doing this and uh, we'll we'll see you again in October for Vidum. I'll see you there, pal. Thanks, man. All right. Take care. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go
4: to lastpodcastnetwork.com.